the audio right where i want it we can jump right into it uh welcome back to this week's episode of men of the machine and i'm kevin i'm pat and before we jump into i was gonna start talking but um i can't remember who i did it at jake jake i was on the episode when i was recording with him i would not introduce him like like four or five episodes in a row i was just like and we're talking do 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 oh by the way um so i wanted to make sure i didn't uh, run into that issue again but anyways I just had an update on my phone, uh, which is uh, very coincidental that we're recording today because of our last episode. Today is Grant Morrison's birthday! Whee! I have no idea how old he is. I have no nothing else to go with. I just thought that was cool. I read it at uh, work today on what my phone update. I was like, ah, oh, well, you know what? Hey, I'm recording Pat today. That's pretty cool. Indeed. Um, so if you're like a super sneaky investigative type, you'll know what day we recorded this on. Because all you have to do is Google Grant Morrison's birthday. People if anyone doing... cares that much, I'm really genuinely curious. Hey, you never know. You, you win some, you lose some. But not <laughs> what we're doing. So, uh, yeah, I was just uh, saying to you, today we are talking about the 2018 sequel to Halloween. I think it's literally just called Halloween. Yeah, what's well, the thing is, like, the thing I was saying before, the thing that made me finally stop, because it hurt my fucking head at first, because, like, Con- like Halloween is the only horror franchise where the continuity has been this fucked with mm. where it was like at first they all count like Halloween 1, 2, 3, 4 well not 3 because 3 technically was his own thing yeah we don't but worry about that one ha- Halloween I actually like 3 but whatever uh, Season of the Witch right? yeah yeah. Uh, but, but like 1, 2, 4, 5, 6 those all count those all continuity blah blah and then 7 which is H2O they're like nothing after 2 counts and it's like okay that's fine and then they did one more movie, and then they rebooted the whole motherfucking thing. It's like, none of it counts. I'm like, okay. Then they did two of those movies. Then this one, they were like, nothing after one counts. I was like, motherfuckers, make up your goddamn minds. And this one, <laughs> I, I read a lot of articles about it. So this one was written by Danny McBride, which is pretty cool. Well, um, and David Gordon Green. He was, he was yes, co-written. Yes. yes. I mean, he's the one who gets the, because he's like, oh, that funny comedy guy who does stupid stuff in movies. He wrote a horror Wait. movie. Just well, because like, he and David Gordon Green have done a bunch of shit together over the years. Like, really? yeah, that's the thing is David Gordon Green. It's really funny. Like, um, I got into him before he became Pineapple Express guy because I like I'm a movie nerd. So I like Danny uh, or the other guy. Technically both, but oh, okay. David Gordon Green okay. because I really liked uh, All the Real Girls, which Danny McBride is in. And so, like, when they first cast him or when they first like had him doing pineapple express I'm like oh cool and i watched george washington and everything and then they did your highness which was the worst fucking I piece of shit i've ever seen in my life absolutely atrocious but i'm not even i don't even want to watch it it's fucking weird because i love everybody involved with that movie but it just it's so fucking awful i just can't take it so like for a while that kind of shook my faith in him and then i saw stronger last year with jake gyllenhaal i'm like that was fine like it wasn't uh, like stronger that's no southpaw is the boxing one what's stronger the, the one where he played a real life guy from uh, he was like uh, a guy from Boston who lost uh, leg or legs oh, in uh, yeah, the bombing. My type of movie, anyways. Well, I was just going because I'm like, oh, David Green returned to form. Then I was like, yeah, it's fine. And then I saw uh, this, and I will preface it by saying, my brother likes it way more than I do. Okay, like, that's what I wanted to get out of the way first. Uh, just just before we get into the movie and what we thought of certain parts. What what did you just think of the movie as a whole? Without starting to go into plot, just what did you think of it? 
Yeah. I do like it. I It's my second favorite sequel, but it's like, <laughs> I still think H2O is exponentially better. Like, okay. the fact that everybody is just like losing their minds for this, I'm like, I don't understand, but okay, rock on, I guess. Like, so it's, for me, obviously not the original. Definitely not H2O. Oh. Um, but it's not as bad as Resurrection and or uh, the Rob Zombie movies. That is the lowest possible bar. I'm just, I'm just saying, because well, because so, so Halloween, I would say like two through six, right, were exactly what you expect out of, you know, '80s slasher film sequels, like all the uh, Freddy and the Jason, like all those sequels were kind of these just kind of fun, lowish budget, just put together, and then Halloween became consecutively like this blockbuster budget type movie or at least it felt like it with all this hype and stuff with, with h2o yeah with h2o and then resurrection did it and then rob zombies was like oh shit hole whatever so well, because i was during the age of remix so it was like it was like mm-hmm. oh my god and plus devil's remix was amazing so everybody was just like myself included was really excited for that yeah. movie and then wanted to kill myself upon watching it but go ahead so, so that's why i put you know all of the sequels two through six even though some are obviously better than others i kind of put them all together as this fun like just hey we can keep pumping out halloween movies type thing and then i put like the landmarks as in one h2o yada yada together so it's it's better than the bad ones but it's not as good as the good ones it's very middle of the road for me and i'll explain why later i i <laughs> i at, had the end result the end result of how i felt was good but during it i was like why are, what the why are they doing this like what is happening i don't want to see this sort of situations well the thing is like i the thing that actually i was gonna, I was gonna i meant to finish my thought the thing that maybe it's finally stopped breaking my brain was I decided, like, Christ's Uninfinite Haddonfield. Like, all of okay. them count in their own fucking universe. Yeah. I don't fucking care. It's fine. So, like, that's finally stopped bothering me because I'm like, okay, so H2O still counts because it counts to me. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, I can read that, like, Gotham by Gaslight or, like, exactly. Arkham Asylum or whatever, and it counts to me. It doesn't matter if it counts in the grand scheme of things. Yes. It counts to me. So I'm like, it's fine. But, like, I don't know. My whole thing with this is, like, the thing you were saying just now, it's like, I think four is super overrated. Um, I think five is a complete piece of shit. <laughs> um, I think six is uh, actually the producer's cut that released on Blu-ray is not bad. The original cut was unwatchably bad. Um, even when I was like 12 or 13, like when I watched it, I was like, holy fuck, this is awful. <laughs> um, but the producer's cut, I remember when they released that, they released the box set and Justin made me watch it. And I was like, I'm not watching that fucking movie ever again. And he was like, well, it's like 40% new footage. I can't remember what it was. It was something ridiculous. So I was like, fuck it, fine. And I watched it. I'm like, it was actually really good. Like, I mean, for the bar they've set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, to your first experience. Yeah. And then, like, so actually I bought that. Um, but then H2O I love. Uh, Resurrection I hate more than five. But uh, it has Busta Rhymes spin-kicking Mike Myers. How that's can you why hate I hate that? it. That's how why I hate you, it. How can you walk away from such a beauty? Like, most of the movie is fine until... And really, honestly, if it was a short film where it was just the beginning where Laurie dies fighting Michael Myers, that's fine, too. Like, let's leave that alone. But then they were like, oh, no, we need to have Buster Rhymes, who's watched a Jackie Chan movie once, suddenly have all the ability to fucking kick the shit out of Michael <laughs> he Myers. He roundhouse kicked him. He full-on, like, roundhouse kicked him. Like, yeah, Buster would not know how to do that. No. And isn't it actually Busta Rhymes too? It's not like, or yeah. was yeah, it's not a character. It's oh, I have no idea. I can't remember, I remember. now. Um, the beginning. I don't remember the beginning of that movie. Lori dies. Is, is yeah, that's the whole thing. Jamie was it beginning of the movie? The whole thing is the beginning of the movie is they like basically. Cause I remember the end of H two O was like, 
well, I guess they're done with Halloween movies. Yeah. And like, um, and then I heard they're doing another one. I'm like, how? Yeah, she chopped his head off, right? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was just like, and then I saw, and like the way they did it was actually kind of creative. I was like, okay, cool, I'll go with this. And um, we're basically Michael at some point when he was down, takes out a EMT, crushes his windpipe, yeah. puts the clothes on him. It's it takes a lot of stretching my suspension of disbelief. Yeah, but but so does most of that fucking movie. So it's fine. Um, but yeah, and then like so the beginning is basically Lori's mental institution. I can't remember how Michael somehow gets in. I remember. But that now. she tries to trap him. Ends up that Michael kills her. Yeah. She like kisses him goodbye and she dies. I remember this now. Okay, yes. And then the rest she of the movie happens. The mask. Yeah. Well, that's Michael Myers, really. No, <laughs> I know, big. but I meant like, so, like I'm, I'm like picturing it in my head, and I actually remember her kissing the mask now. So. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. And then like so that, that thing is like so that one was bad enough that like and also I liked Devil's Rejects enough that I was actually really excited for the remake, and then I saw the remake and literally wanted to leave before the end of the third act. Like, I was with my brother and um. At the time, his fiance, and the only reason I went was because they wanted to go and they were paying, and I had I liked Devil's Rejects, so I was like, okay, fine. And I watched it, and literally at one point, because the whole thing that I've talked, I've said this before. The thing that drives me to the movie is the beginning of it is fine. The first I act was just is about fine. to say I like the kind of origin story thing. They yeah, did no, the that that shit is fine. Yeah. And then there's like at some point, Rob Zombie's like, oh shit, we're doing a remake, <laughs> so he just like crams the entire original movie into the second two thirds of that movie. So it just moves at this clip. So you can't even get scared because they're just moving at this clip and you can't even let anything marinate. And they also so, turn him into like Jason Voorhees. They have him running through walls and like yeah. sprinting through the house. And I'm like, no, no. no that's yeah, no. Like, but that thing is like, and I remember like um, when they got to the point where like um, they tried to start building suspense. I, because the way they had moved, the, the pace they moved at, where they tried to start building suspense, I just got bored. Mm-hmm. So I told my brother, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to leave. <laughs> and he was just like, just stay. And I'm just <laughs> like, I was like, I'm literally losing time in my life that I could be spending on other things right now. And he's like, I'm your ride. I'm like, fair enough. So like, I watched it and I was like, wow, that was fucking awful. So when they released two, I had zero interest, although I did, because Justin was really excited for it. So I saw the trailer. And when Michael Myers like flips the car, I started laughing hysterically. Oh I was God. Like, yeah i was like oh cool he's had access to the super soldier serum that's fucking cool that, that's <laughs> what i mean they turned him into a monster not just like this ominous being they turned him into the hulk and i was like no <laughs> this is the because me and franny watched it and i was like 18 and keep in mind i am a tiny baby when it comes to fear like i love horror movies but i spend a good week recovering from them like looking around the corner i'm not but that movie actually after watching it, I was like, so during it, obviously the jump scares got me. Jump scares always get me. That's fine. Um, after the movie, though, I, I, I felt nothing. I was, I was like, okay, like that was just, he was, he's very apparent, which is part of my problems with this movie. He was very apparent of where he was all the time. He was loud. There was none of the, the very first, okay, I have so many, so I gotta slow down. I've got so many thoughts and a lot of it has to do with the new movie, but that movie in specific, not, they, he was always, ready to punch a hole into a brick wall and it was stupid so okay what i will say for the new movie Mm -hmm. is a i find a lot of it legitimately scary which is cool okay uh i think the second act is fucking spectacular like 
So he, I have problems with the first act immediately. Okay. The, I have problems with the first act. Yeah. I have problems with the third act. The second act, we're basically just like, like literally the perfect centerpiece of the movie. And I've talked about it before, like was uh, where they show Michael literally being a mechanism of death. Yes. Where like basically like walks into town, walks back to a garage, finds a hammer, walks into house, murders woman with hammer, yeah. finds knife, picks up knife, walks to next house, looks inside, sees someone there, walks through the back, <laughs> walks in, stabs him in the throat, keeps going. I was yeah. like, that's the perfect distillation of Michael Myers that like nobody else has done until now, and they really should have, because that's just perfect. Like he's not necessarily that's the thing is like, um, it's something that Drew McQueenie said on the 80s or all over podcast, and I don't agree with him because he said he meant it derisively, and I actually mean it as a compliment, where it's like he's an apex predator. <laughs> like he's just a he's a dude just like that's the thing. Like he's just gonna kill everyone in his path mm -hmm. because that's literally that's 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 he's a mechanism of death. And just yeah, like it's all he knows his how path, to do. It's time for you to die. Yeah. <laughs> like sorry about your damn luck. But like and also like the whole sequence um with uh the girl from Runaways and the guy from Blockers and the little um the little black, black boy. Kid. He was uh, the best part of that whole movie. Well, he was like, perfect. That whole sequence is fantastic cuz like it you barely know those characters but you get to care. So like when she's getting killed I was legitimately like holy fuck like this is like there was like big parts of the movie where I was like oh Jesus. And like that's why it was funny cuz like my ex-girlfriend um, the one point when, uh, I'll talk about it later, like the whole problem with the movie, but, um, when a certain character gets his head smashed and I, like, I was like, and I literally started like, I like, <laughs> yeah. she was just like, she was like, I'm really, really frightened by how much you're like having a fun, fun with that. And I was like, if you'll notice every character in the movie that I like, I am like deeply aghast to watch them die. The character that I fucking hate, I am more than happy to watch die a grisly death. All right. So, so. My problems with the second act were, so yes, he is just a complete and utter animal when it comes to, like, hey, I'll just go murder people, like, hey, no rhyme or reason. But, and that is, so to tie it to the very first movie, the, the original Halloween, is also true. But, I didn't want to see it so transparently. So, like, the one thing this whole movie did for me that is a bummer uh, compared to, there's only one time I wasn't, I wasn't 100% aware where Michael was going to be. So the whole movie, it never once surprised me where he was or what he was doing. I always knew, oh, yep, there he is. Oh, yep, there he is. Which, this is just me. And maybe I was had the wrong mindset when watching it. But like the very <laughs> first movie, because it was the first time, you are always unaware of that closet he's in or that, you know, sitting in the backseat of the car or something like that. But literally, we're watching it with Franny, Jake, and Christy. And the little boy is going out to investigate the bus, right? In the very first act. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, now, now we'll do the movie in order. Oh, my and, favorite thing, actually, was when I was in the theater for that, mm -hmm. literally I could hear somebody like whisper behind me. Mm -hmm. They were like, holy shit, they killed a kid. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> I'm really glad that like they that, like David Gardner had the balls to do yeah. shit like that because and people just, don't expect it. And not even just kill a kid. He's like, you watch the kid get strangled to death on camera. It's not like this, yeah. oh, camera pan, like his dad. His dad just died yeah. and we didn't worry about it. Yeah. But that whole time, Franny was like, the minute they got out of the car, all of us were like, oh, that guy died. And then uh, he goes in. We weren't expecting um, where the, the doctor pops up. We weren't expecting <laughs> that. But we knew Michael was not going to be on the bus. We're like, no, he's good. As soon as the kid got out of the car, Franny went, he's going to be in the car. 
And, I, and we were like, okay. So so it was very, the whole movie like that, except for I'll get to it, was very predictable. I will um, say, uh, th- that is one of the callbacks, though, to the first one that doesn't bother me. Because yeah. that was like the one thing that drove me nuts in this fucking movie is like, the same thing I've, had, I've said before with like, the Star Wars, the new Star Wars movies, mm-hmm. where it's like, there comes a point when you're giving me too much fan service and it actually annoys me as a fan, mm-hmm. where it's like, when every fucking minute is like, eh? Yeah, remember <laughs> and this? And I'm just like, I was like, yeah, I get it. Thank you. <laughs> like, there was like, because it's like, I was cool with them doing the little bit with fate. Like, because they'd done that in, like, Halloween and H2O. Like, in the classroom. Yeah. Where, like, they're having a discussion about fate in the classroom. Yep. And, and then you look out, you see the Michael her. Myers. Yeah. yeah, but it's her, but instead it's her. That was awesome. Yes. But then, like, but then the thing is, like, then they do that too many times. Like, the end with Lori, like, on the ground, and then she disappears, like, Michael, I'm like, son of a bitch. And then, like, a little bit where, like, they do, like, the, um, like, he, she appears like he did. I and, like, can. I was like, pick one thing. <laughs> Just focus on the one thing and give me that. that don't that, give me five things. That exact, that exact moment in the third act, um, I, as soon as Michael turns around because the girl walks in and then she looks down and Lori's gone, I was like, oh, that's what Michael did. Like, I, I was like, okay. Okay, you did it. That I felt very similarly. I didn't put all of them together, but I put the last two. The last two were so in your face about it. Yeah. But so so beginning of the movie opens with the very first problem I had, and it's actually my biggest problem with the Rob Zombie movies as well. You showed me too much Michael without the mask. I felt. I don't think that's one hundred percent true in this case because, like, the Rob Zombie one legitimately shows you him without the mask. This one. You get a sense. Yes. You never truly see him, and that's okay. Because the first one, you did see him. Like, you like, literally, they like, take off his fucking mask for a second, yep. and he has to put it back on. Yeah. So, like, that, they actually gave you less in this movie than they did yes. in the first movie. But, so, like, that doesn't bother me. Like, Michael, just, him just standing there in the middle of the, in, so it starts with them going into to talk to him, basically, and you meet the doctor for the first time, who ends up being fucking the worst and i also hated yeah. his part i don't oh no I, i'll get I, into that I'll yeah into that. <laughs> so okay so you open with that obviously you've i i understand the scene i didn't not appreciate it but the whole like they had the mask on them he's standing there screaming in his face like well, that's the say thing. some my biggest my biggest problem with this whole movie is how they always want him to say something i did not like that plot thread for every character needs to hear michael say something go fuck yourself no i didn't well, like that thing my whole thing with um with those two characters was actually when I left the movie, I had actually said out loud where I was like, and actually now that I've watched it again, I see that's actually not true. But I was like, their only purpose in the plot was to give Michael the mask. Like, yeah, that's what like, I felt like. But, so you'll give but, me more. But, yes, that's what I felt like. I will say when I watched it again, I was like, no. That is only half of their thing. Their second thing is to deliver endless exposition before dying. Yes, <laughs> like, they constantly say everything. And they die the, so cool. Okay, they don't die. Well, that's, that's, their purpose is, yes. as I'm saying, they're, they're the literally just there to like... I think the movie's like an hour and 40 minutes or something. It's not... Well, just, I don't think a horror movie should be longer no, than like... I completely agree hmm. with you, but like, it felt like they were... I, I thought they were going to get out of the scene where they died. I thought one of them was. I thought the girl was going to get away. I was like, okay, this, this worked. But obviously they had different plans but that <laughs> scene alone also felt a little bit weird okay so so they do that they yell at him scream about the mask and then they go to see Lori, which is i actually liked this part they try to investigate her she's obviously on edge 
and she's just like, go screw, give me my money. And that, that, well, that again, it ex- it's the same reason that like they exist to give the mask. They, they exist to introduce you to characters. Yes. Like, and this because paints Lori in, obviously, like we said, the writer's uh, opinion was that only the first movie counts is that she spent the last 40 years just fixating and uh, obsessing over being prepared for when Michael definitely comes back because she knows it's going to happen. And that was cool. Well, that's why I actually said, like, um, I remember I talked to somebody about how much I fucking hated the Doctor character. Mm-hmm. And they were like, their theory was they were like, um, they made him uh, horrible. because They were like, we need this character, but we know no one's going to accept the new Loomis. And I was like, but Lori is the new Loomis. Yeah, like, that's the that's way literally- I thought, too. <laughs> so when they went to investigate her, I, I said to Jake, oh, they're going to see the Doctor. And then I was like, wait a minute, that actor died. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, okay, let's just wait and see what happens. And then when the woman answered, when, when Lori answers the, the like driveway thing, I was like, okay, never mind, I was wrong, whatever. Um, but yes, uh, he was very obviously pushed as like, or not pushed, but he was very obviously the new like guy trying to figure out Michael. Sure, fine. The way he is uh, definitely behind Michael getting out, uh, I think. He was definitely behind Michael getting out. Is fine, I guess. I would have preferred the cliched, like, a tire popped, and sure enough, he got out. Like, that would have actually been better for me. Um, But him popping up to immediately get shot, to get healed, to be hurt throughout the next few scenes to be a murderer, to be hopeful that he can... The thing! I actually had read a review beforehand where, like, they didn't spoil it, but they were like, there's a moment in this movie where the collective feeling in the entire audience is what the fuck, and you'll know you see it. And, like, as soon as it happened, I was like, that was the moment. (laughs) Yeah, so so I'll I'll explain the moment. We don't need to do the reviews like me. Let's just talk. So the, the moment is... Michael's obviously murdered almost everyone in town, and he sees... Uh, well, <laughs> he hasn't got through the entire population. It's everyone. Like... It's, it's a very... It is a well-put-together <laughs> montage, but this mo- that montage you talked about earlier is the exact one that took the fear of Michael out of me. So, like, the minute she's like, oh, not the fear. Sorry, sorry, not the fear. The mystery. That's the better word. The mystery. Because the first movie, it almost seems like he just teleports, whereas this movie paints it out as, like, he just happens to walk, and people are idiots and don't get out of his way. Like, that's his thing. Um, well, he's also 60-something years old in this book. Yes, he is much older. So so he murders everyone down. Cool. Um, you know, the, the closet scene where he kills that girl you were talking about. Again, I knew immediately, okay, he's in the closet. It was still intense. Um, he's in the other room. Lori shoots the glass. That's all good. So they find the, the granddaughter of Lori, whose name is escaping me. Um, doesn't matter. And the cops are going to take him, take her back to to Lori, to the family. And they see Michael on the way. So what's the cop going to do? Run Michael down with the car. Not stop it and shoot him or anything. Just like, I'm just going to full Well, honestly, that's actually the thing I was like, that was actually smart. The only thing was I was like, I don't know that a 60-year-old man can get up from getting hit by a car. So (laughs) so that's one part where I'm going to give it to Michael Myers just taking a lot to kill. Um, but it's what I would have done. Like, it's oh, like, yeah. I'm not getting out of my car even with a gun. I'm like, <laughs> I'm running that motherfucker down. Yeah. So, and then I would have done exactly what he did. Like, just, just get out of the car and then boom. He, he like, goes to shoot him. And this injured old doctor that's the new Loomis is like, hold on. Let me just take a quick. Oh, he's dead. He's definitely dead. I'm feeling his pulse. The cop comes over. He's like, it doesn't matter. I'm going to shoot him. He says, you can't. And then he just, for completely unprecedented, pulls this little pen knife out and stabs him in the neck and just holds it in there till he dies like oh i got you 
I your that that review, whatever that review was, hundred percent correct. All four of us were like, "What?" Like not even a good what, not like a scared oh, what, yeah. just like a what? How yeah, did, no. And the fact that he put him okay. Now here's problem number two, which rolls immediately into the next scene for me. He drags him back, puts him in the car, and decides, "I'm taking you to Laurie." And his his explanation here, I kind of liked. He was like, "You know, we're gonna see." exactly how he feels when confronted with his goal. It's a scientific so, experiment, yes. Yes, I'm going to take him to Lori and watch this. So many problems with that when you know everything about Michael Myers that they know at this point. But anyways, Michael Myers starts to wake up, okay? That's fine. And there is a girl that he has already tried to kill once. And once Michael sets his sights on something, it's not like, okay, you got away. It's like, even though I have goal A, I'm still taking you out. Well, that's so, like the thing I actually had said before. I'll just stop you real quick. Um, the thing that I actually had read that I thought was actually really smart was they were like, if you erase all the others and take out the sister thing, um, the whole thing of the reason that he wants Laurie still <laughs> is the same. Is basically the, same, the reason they're both kind of obsessed with each other is because again, he's the apex predator, and he and she is the one person who he couldn't take down, yeah. and he refuses to let that go. Yes. And she is on the other side of that, where she is the one person that he couldn't take down, and she wants to take him down in yeah. return. And it's like, that's why they're collision course, but go ahead. Yeah. So, so he's in the back of the seat, and he starts to wake up. And it's not like he's like, slowly starting to wake up, stop the car, let's check on him. He just wakes up, and he murders everything, and he sees the girl next to him, because he starts with his head like that. And instead of killing her, he decides to full-fledged kick the, the it's a cop car, so it has the, the cage, kick that down and murder the doctor in the process. Okay, that's fine. Now, you murdered the doctor, the car stopped. Instead of murdering the girl next to you, you're going to take the time to get out, drag the body of the doctor out, and then still let her walk into the woods free. But I'm again, I don't, I don't think that's completely fair because, like, there is more than once in this movie and in other movies where it's like, he doesn't necessarily kill everyone on his path like he killed people he didn't kill the baby who he has he has specific reasons to kill mm -hmm. so it's like, like even like um like the kids like they run into him or like the parents like whatever of uh julie whatever that it's like he has specific targets that he goes after but it's like and you don't know what makes him pick, pick these people but like so i honestly don't think if you really watch the movie he never really tries to kill the granddaughter like yeah I don't think he really, that, that was not really a target for him. Well, other it was than just a the matter time where he murdered, which I loved. This was not my favorite, but a top five, top three scene for me is when that fat kid tries to kiss the granddaughter, obviously gets He's not even out. that fat, but okay. Yeah, but you, that's the point. You have the skinny jock who's the boyfriend and the chubby friend who's a nerd. Like that's, but he, he's not that fat, but that's just the way I'm going. Matt Murdock and Foggy Nelson, yes. Correct. Actually, that, you know, that's pretty good. Um, <laughs> so he's sitting there drunk on the lawn she walks away and then he's like all right man i'll get he mike's over against the tree not moving not doing anything all right man i'm sorry i'm in your property i'll get out of here lights go off so he stands up lights come back on their motion then he's in front of him listen i'm whoa my bad lights go off turns back on and he's directly in front of him loved that scene Yo, yeah, thought was it perfect. was great um and then he tries to, he gets sliced tries to run all that good stuff that was the only time he actually tried to kill her, and it wasn't he was trying to kill her. It's just that he was right there, and she was in front of him on the other side of the gate. So yeah, honestly, you, you don't know that. that he was necessarily trying to kill her. Like yeah, I mean, he was like it, it was necessarily. I mean, it was his his prey was there, and you don't yeah. really know what he was like. I mean, Christ, if you watch the original film, like he likes to do weird shit with his prey, like when he fucking like made the little fun house in uh, yeah in the first one. So like, so I don't I guess, honestly think I guess I forgot that. 
that addresses one more issue I had, but that now is not an issue. I forgot that he did that sort of like, uh, you know, actually earlier in this movie when he kills the teenage girl who's babysitting and he puts her under the sheet. Again, call back to the first movie that was like, hey, guess what? And whatever. Anyways, um, when so he, so he killed the 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 sheriff, uh, sheriff, the doctor pulls him out of the car. She gets away into the woods, and they're right next to the house. So the stretch of you know how did she make the house is nothing. They're literally right there. Um, he just watches her walk away, which, like you said, maybe he was just like, okay, that's not what I'm after. We're cool. When he kills the other two cops that come to check on him, they finally do the teleporting thing that Mike Myers is known for. The cops pull up. He's on the other side on the SUV. And then they go to investigate, find the dead doctor, and all of a sudden he's behind him. That was kind of cool. I was like, yeah, that's what Mike does. That's what I want out of this. I don't want to see him walking around. I just want him to be there. Um... But when he drives the cop car back and the dad uh, slash husband slash son-in-law comes out to check on him and he opens the car door and it's a cop holding the other cop's head with yeah, the light the, in it. The, the, yeah, the jack-o'-lantern yeah. thing was amazing. I, yeah. I was, to me, because I had totally forgotten about that in the first movie, I was like, why? he Would he do, would he do that? Like In this movie hasn't shown him do much like that besides the sheet thing, which I just assumed was a callback. I, I was a little caught off guard, but yeah, he I guess he does... He, to me, he cuts your head off and walks away, not has fun with it. But I guess I just overlooked that probably because of my own personal fears of the guy. I'm <laughs> So Mike Myers is, is, is number, he's tied for number two on things I'm the most afraid of. It goes, <laughs> it goes sharks because of Jaws, and then it goes Pazuzu slash Mike Myers. It goes the exorcist <laughs> slash, that's it. Anything, just seeing his mask. We, so here's a good example. In our house, we keep the curtain on the shower closed at all times. Guess what we don't do now? Yeah, you shouldn't keep, do that. No. Why would you ever do that? I, I just, only do it like once in a while to like let it dry. Other than that, I don't fucking know. It's an, it's they, an aesthetic. Somebody thing. can hide Fran, there. Franny likes to keep it closed. So now it's open. It doesn't. Oh, it doesn't yeah. Close. It fucking should be. And <laughs> I'm so happy we installed this. But our stair light going upstairs, I bought um, during the holiday season when they were on sale from Google a smart light bulb for my Google Home Mini. So we have a Google Home Mini in the living room and in our bedroom. So now we never have to walk around a dark house. We just say, <laughs> You know, Google, turn on stair light. It turns on. doesn't matter where in the house we are. I have three Google Home Minis and our phones work if we're not in range of those. So to go to bed, we go all the way upstairs before we tell it to turn off. And in the morning now, every morning, I wake up and I'm like groggy. My alarm went off and I just like mumble out, turn on the stair light. And it turns on and I can see and I don't have to cry. It's great. <laughs> Feels very good. I, I think I told you this story before, but there was like one time when I was a kid because and I wasn't even that young. I was actually young. I was old enough to know better. I want to say I was 12 or 13. Um, uh, I lived at the bottom of this hill. My friend June uh, lived like two or three blocks away at the top and to the right of this hill. Um, one time I was walking home from June's house and uh, for whatever reason, I started humming the Halloween theme. No, nope. no. Nope. And when I did that, I became convinced that Michael Myers was behind me. And if I looked back, I would see him following me. And I'm like, in horror movies, they always do that. I will not do that. So I ran the rest of the <laughs> way home and like went in my room, grabbed my dresser and dragged it in front of the fucking door. I was like, can't get me now, motherfucker. <laughs> um, now, I was old enough to know better, but he still, it's enough of a figure to like, that's the thing is like, I was never afraid of Jason because Jason, as long as you really, as long as you don't go to Crystal Lake 
and you don't like take him out of Crystal Lake and put him someplace else, he generally won't fuck with you. It's like yeah. it's like a fucking it's like a it's a, it's not like an apex predator. It's like a predator that has a very specific hunting ground. He's a bear like, with cubs. Sure, and the, and the lake is his cubs. And like uh, like Freddy never really scared me because I always said like w- when I was younger I thought Freddy was funny. When I was older, I thought Freddy was fucking annoying. So it's like, no, that's a good so point. it's, which I love the original Nightmare on Elm Street. I think it's flawless, and it actually does scare the shit out of me because I saw that when I was a kid. But the thing was, by the time I was a couple of years older, um, Freddy was so ubiquitous where you'd just see him on everything, yeah. and like, because Robert Englund was selling the franchise, that it's not scary anymore because it's like this guy's selling beer. Like, what the fuck? Do, like, I'm not Plus, afraid by, of like, this the guy. Movie, you're just like, okay, he turns into a giant snake and makes jokes. Cool. Yeah. Um, so it's like it's what. So Freddy never really freaked me out, but like Michael Myers, it's very much like he. They never explain. Well, they try to in the fucking uh, sixth movie, but heavens um they never really explain why he's doing anything he does it's just literally just like he's a mechanism of death <laughs> like and that's if, what makes it scarier just like he exactly just does. He that's just what i'm saying does. that's why he scares me that's why i mean again it's like it's like the leatherface thing like i'm not afraid of leatherface because i don't go to the south like yeah. if i went to the south i'd be really frightened of leatherface but <laughs> like i don't go there i'm fine like and they're also my, leatherface is also specifically his house so even even go to the south and just like stay away from his house cool yeah, but I, I you, th- nobody knew they were like in his like area. Like yeah. they just became barbecue, not of their own volition. Like Waco, like, Texas, they I believe, know. or something like that. No, it wasn't Waco. It was just some. I don't think they actually ever even actually say where it actually is. I don't think they want you to know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's like to me, Michael Myers is always the one that was actually legitimately scary. And the thing this did. Was it as I said? It kind of returned that because that thing is like I've talked about this before, where it's like there's this thing that happened where, um, because it was like at first studios had this thing where they didn't really get that like the slashers were like the Dracula, Frankenstein, whatever of this generation. Mm-hmm. They they thought that like the like character characters where the reason people were going to these movies which is hilarious to think about because who gives a fuck but um like so like you had halloween 2 where you kill off michael myers you have uh friday 13th 4 where you kill off jason again two, technically two is the one where they killed michael and he floats down the river right no that's four i think okay. two is the one where it's he's in the hospital and they burn the hospital and you, right okay yeah okay. um and then, like, three, and they're supposed to be the last Nightmare movie. <laughs> and it's like, then everybody freaks the fuck out. And they're like, why would you do this? So then the studios got smart, and they were like, oh, people are paying to see these people, like, kill motherfuckers in interesting ways. So then, like, the entire fucking thing became about, you don't give a fuck about the characters. Yeah. You just want to see people killed in interesting ways. So that's what the franchises became. And they become less scary because of that, because they're not really trying to be. They're just yeah. trying to be like... Like Jason X. Yeah. Like, that's the thing that drives me. back to the hood. <laughs> the thing that drives He's me. scary, Patrick. Okay. Every Leprechaun movie is funny. No, okay. the first one is spoopy. You're a sad, strange it's, little man. Uh, he could be in anything. Oh and you my wouldn't God. know it. Um, But no, like the whole thing with like that whole idea was it was like you don't, you, you, you kind of get, you're dying that you're desensitized. It's like, that's, 
your sensitivity changes because you're like because like, you want we, to see it at that exactly. Point. It's why I know the shit of me like um like I love the Hatchet franchise, but like as they go on, they annoy me kind of a little bit with the kills because they're so hell bent on trying to like not only one up themselves but one up like every other fucking slash movie ever that like it becomes so fucking ridiculous and i'm like what is the fucking point of this like you've taken me out of the movie to be like look how fucking funny this is i'm like stop like bring it back a bit like so that was my whole thing was it like this returned michael myers to being scary which Honestly, so far that's the only one of the new like slashers that I can think of, except for maybe the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake from like 2003, that actually accomplished that goal. Because like the Nightmare on, the Nightmare on Elm Street remake failed miserably. I still haven't seen it, and I know you've told you're me not to, nothing. but I kind of want to watch it. I'm telling you, you're wasting an hour and a half of your life if you do it. It's up to you. Like I, I wish I had never seen it. Um, but um, and then like the Friday one. The Friday one, my thing with the Friday Thirteenth remake, that's actually its own, that's its own thing. Like I would have I to go on. So I would go maybe, on and on about. Maybe I'll watch it and we'll talk about that one next. My time. whole thing with Friday Thirteenth remake was that they like literally kind of jam the first four movies into one movie, mm-hmm. and I'm like, this is both okay and really fucking weird at the same time. Like I was like, I'm glad you gave me the greatest hits of these movies so I don't have to watch them ever again. But at the same time, you've also taken away something that I like. Was so, that like, a full reboot or was it a, a sequel? It was a remake. It was the okay. whole thing. They were going from scratch. But it was okay. just like, they were like, they were literally just cherry picking the best parts of one through four. Yeah. Um, and it's a deeply flawed movie. But I still find it entertaining enough that I'll watch it once in a while. Mm-hmm. Like, the main reason it annoyed me was they were just like, it was kind of the, the promise of all the remakes, which I always thought was funny. They were like, it's a bold new direction. Yeah. And I was like, that was the one that was most, like, I was like, if I watch this as Friday 13th part, like, 12, whatever the fuck it was, I was like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. If I watch it as a bold new direction, I'm going to punch you in the fucking face. <laughs> like, it's like, but like this, it was like, because that's the, the thing that, like, Rob Zombie did was he fucking ruined everything. And I'm just like, well, great. Like, uh, fuck I never me. watched the second one. Did you see the second one? No, as I said before, I was yeah. like, I had no interest after the it, first one. All I ever heard was it was worse than the first one, and that was like, okay, then it's not good at all. No, yeah. Um, but like, that thing is, I was like, well, that bungled that, and I was like, and then the last one in continuity had Michael Myers getting his ass by Buster Robbins. So like, there's nowhere to go from here. We're just this is just over now, I guess. Agreed and then they on that one there. Well, then they announced this. And I was like, at first it hurt my brain because of the continuity, but then I'm just like, oh, okay, rock on. Like, it's it, when, once I accepted it, I'm like, this is fine. And then I watched it, I'm like, okay. So this is basically what I want. Although the thing I do think is funny is like, again, I don't know how they're going to get Michael out of the thing at the end. Yeah, because... so, so we'll, we'll talk about the third act because I'm I, – <laughs> so I loved the, the very final scene. I hated it while watching it, and then when it was over, I was like, that was great. And here's why. So her house is a just... Fortress. Yeah, it's just a fortress. There's big floodlights, so you can always see him outside. Um, my favorite part uh, coming up. So he tries to break in, goes through the glass, grabs her, and she shoots his hand off. I thought that was great. I was like, okay, cool. Now he's like got... Well, yeah, she's... Fingers. He, shoots, he shoots like the thumb and the two, and he always... No, he's his, all, I, he still had the thumb, I think. Yeah, I think he, he had the thumb? I don't know. I know he sure. had the bunny ears, so he might have... Yes, had he had the bunny ears. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, so, so that was cool, and he... And, she gets away and, and she goes downstairs. So you hear talking. I hated the the daughter of Lori slash the mother of the grand. I hated her the whole movie. Well, you're, like, 
Yeah. I don't feel like you're not supposed to. Like, Yeah, it would make sense for you to hate her. And I was totally fine with the husband, son-in-law, dad of dying. I was like, that was cool. Yeah, he, that was fine with me. He should have died. But the, Oh, that actually reminds me. I will say real quick. Mm-hmm. I do, I want to believe, because there's that one point where um, the callback to the first one actually doesn't annoy me. Again, there's like certain things they did that I'm like, this is fine. Mm-hmm. And then there's other things where I'm like, this is too far. Yeah. Um, but like there's that one point where he's talking to the son of Lonnie, who was one of the like the bad kid, like the bullies from uh, the first one, mm-hmm. and I, so I like to think that he is one of those other three bullies, like that oh, okay. uh, made the thing. So I was like, I'm okay with you dying because I actually I said that to uh, Alyssa when I was watching it uh, with her. Was I was just like, I now have different feelings about this when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, I desperately wanted those bullies to get fucking murdered yeah. because I had face those motherfuckers and I had lived that life and I felt for that kid. Now as an adult, I'm like, watching children die would be really fucked up. <laughs> yeah. so, like, so I was just like, especially for the 70s. So I was like, I see why they didn't make that choice. But I was just like, as an adult, you kill one of those bullies, I'm fine with it. Yeah. It's okay. Fuck that guy. Yeah, and he died like, a pretty he... like hilariously deserved death. He's just like, oh, we're waiting for Michael Myers, who's already around town terrorizing. Let me just walk outside and walk up to the car that's not making any noise and no one's announcing. Yeah, that sounds like good. So I was cool with him dying. But she has locks and everything. So this is where I, at first I was like, thought it was dumb and then ended up loving it. She's down, she has this awesome, like, it's a, it's a cabinet, an island in the kitchen that when you click a button, it slides open and there's this bunker downstairs. When they're down there, I thought in my head that was like, not a cage, they talked to that later. I thought it was basically, we're going to stay down here and make him come to us because there's no other way down here than these stairs. She has a full arsenal, a full, like, weaponry. I'm like, okay, you're just going to bring him to you and kill him. That could be awesome. I see a lot of ways this could be fun to see. But immediately, she grabs the gun she wants, which, for some reason, to walk in close quarters is a full-length rifle. She has a tactical shotgun. She has a ton of pistols. She chooses the rifle. Not well, it's the one that it's the one that she clearly like is it has their like initials in it. So clearly yeah. it's the one that she's most extensively trained with. with. Yeah. yeah. But it's the one that makes the least sense in a house. But anyways, she goes immediately upstairs and I was like, wait a minute, why would you do that? You know you're gonna die. And then it starts to make sense. She walks room to room, checking everything, which I thought this was an over-the-top callback. She checks every closet aggressively. And you're <laughs> like, okay. I get it. Michael likes closets because he hid in one in the first movie and it freaked you out. I get it. Um, which that was a great scene. But anyways. Well, it's also she, the thing you mentioned before where it's like, it's not that Michael is teleporting. It's that Michael is hiding. Like, yeah, it's like so it's like hiding in a corner. Yeah. So like the whole thing is like, I like, I actually really like the idea that she like goes in, checks the room and then had that like that thing was that the slams part. down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Close it. So when I was watching it, I was like, why don't you just slam all of them down and he'll get trapped in there. Obviously, well, when he'll go through a window. Because she wants to kill him. <laughs> exactly. He'll go through a window. So I thought that was cool. And then I, this was the only scene that caught me fully off guard was when she goes into the room where his blood has led to and she checks the closet and the dad is dead up in there. And I was like, that's awesome. He's definitely in the other half, though, obviously. She checks the other half. He's not there. I'm like, um, maybe he's not in this room. She looks around and it doesn't look like he could be anywhere. And obviously, it turns out he is. So they fight. And they fight for a while, and she ends up going off, and this is where you're talking about. She lands on the ground. He looks around. He looks back down. She's gone. Again, over-the-top callback, but I was that was the one where I audibly was like, oh, she did it. She did the thing that he did. <laughs> and um, so that was all cool. 
Everybody in the theater reacted that way. So it's, you're clearly not alone. I just for me, it's like again, it's like the it's like it's like the whole thing again. It's like the Star Wars thing. Everybody like loves the like the callbacks. I'm like, I don't one but, thing, but, maybe but, two. Like I don't need constant fucking things. But you also have a much better memory than most fans. So for me, that was one of only two callbacks I noticed in the moment. It was one of only two. I fa- like Ooh. while watching it after the fact and us talking about it. I'm like, oh yeah, that was one. Oh yeah, that was one. Oh yeah, that was one. Like also the dad in the closet. Um, I I'm assuming it was supposed to be indicative of uh, like the way P J Souls was stuffed in the closet in the first. Oh, one. probably, probably. That's my guess. But go ahead. <laughs> so the daughter and the granddaughters. Uh, she hears her, so she opens it up and gets the granddaughter. And I was like, okay, they're gonna have plenty of time. Close the door. This was my favorite thing. Michael walks downstairs and obviously realizes, like, oh, okay, yeah, they're clearly under here. A bullet came up through the ground before. They're going to be here. And he rage rips that thing off. Now, he just shows up, and I love this. Even though I hated the character, she's like, oh, no, don't come down. Yeah, I do love that, too. (laughs) And then he pops around the corner, like, all right, like, this is what I do. And then she's like, gotcha. Shoots him in. It was great. It was so great. And uh, then Lori pulls the Michael and ends up behind him. And I can't remember what she says, but I thought the line was dumb. All I remember <laughs> was that I was like, you didn't need to say anything. All you had to do was kick him to knock him downstairs. That's good enough for me. Um, which, at this time, I didn't realize what they were doing. So I thought Lori was going to kill him for good, not push him downstairs. So she knocks him downstairs. Well, for being fair, again, I don't know how the hell he escapes this because, like, yeah. they literally burned the fucking house down. So, yeah, so, so this was great, and I'm hoping they don't try to sequelize this unless oh, they are. They already said that. They already said, like, because the original plan was, because John Carpenter said this was the last one, uh-huh. but the whole thing was that David Gordon Green and Danny McGride, I guess originally they wrote, they wrote two scripts, uh-huh. and the whole plan was to do one and shoot them back to back and then do the other, and I guess Danny McBride had said, He's like, we want to like basically see how this does, see what people like, see what people don't like, and then kind of go from there. And I was like, yeah, I really hope you heard a lot about the fucking doctor because we want, we don't want that back. But like, we don't want anything <laughs> like that ever again. <laughs> there are things about this that I like, so do more of that. Like, I was just like, it's like a beta tested video game. I'm like, yeah, exactly. this I liked, this I didn't. Like, do so more of this. I, 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 they'll have something. They have to have something because if he just survives it. She kicks him downstairs. They get back upstairs. Obviously, you have the, oh, he's not fully dead, whatever. Um, which was cool that the granddaughter actually grabbed a knife to cut him. Again, it's like, hey, you know, get him, you know, with what hurts him, whatever. I didn't expect them that that was a trap downstairs. And that's where Lori says, this whole time you thought it was a cage for me. And those sweet ass spikes lock him down there. Literally no other entrances down there. There's only that one. And they stand there to watch him burn. Lori walks over, turns on the gas, and apparently she has uh, these like uh, open valves for gas all over the house. So she turns it on, and everything gets filled with gas, and there's a lighter right there, and they immediately set it off. So everything starts burning down. Down there, though, there's one right behind him. He just stares at her while she stares at him, and his body is on fire. I, they wait. They let the house really catch a flame before they leave. I don't... I can't... I'm not creative enough to even think of a way that he makes well, it out of that. The one thing I thought of is, if you remember uh, Halloween 4, um, one of the things, I don't like that movie, but one of the things I like about it is, which they never picked up again, <laughs> is uh, like the whole ending where you kind of give the idea that uh, Jamie Lloyd, the daughter of uh, Laurie Strode, 
um, who obviously they don't pick that up. Um, but that she is kind of the new Michael Myers. Like she, oh, yeah, like she whatever. Little, she has the the Halloween the the clown suit on while all that yeah. shit's going down. Yeah, like they give you that idea, but then they completely abandon it by the next movie. Oh, yeah, so it's like the most pain in the ass cliffhanger ever. And they're just like, oh my god! And then you watch the fifth one. I'm like, what the fuck happened to oh, that? I like, see where going with this? Okay, okay. Yeah, so that, that was my whole thing. Is like I'm curious if because like, as soon as I saw the last shot, and I was the only one that thought this, so like, I was like, maybe it's just me. Um, because I had talked to other people, and nobody else got this. But I think the last shot of the movie is they zoom in on uh, the granddaughter holding the knife. And she and even I was has like, a moment when she goes to grab the knife of like, oh, I'm going to fucking do this. Like, yeah. not a survival thing, just like, I'm going to, yeah, that's a good point. So my, my curiosity is if it isn't necessarily Michael Myers coming back as much as it's just they're going to try to like essentially pass the torch mm-hmm. to like, like who is a killer in this universe that Laurie wouldn't try to kill her granddaughter. Yeah. So it's like, and, but like who would, I mean, that's like, the one thing I did like about, uh, the zombie Halloween is, um, like the bit with, well, not the only thing, but like one of the things I liked was the bit with, uh, Danny Trejo and, uh, Michael and the inside and the asylum where like, uh, Danny Trejo had been super nice to Michael and like always helped him, whatever. And, that doesn't matter. Like yeah. you, you don't, that's, a, that's a complete, it's a complete misunderstanding of how a sociopath or a psychopath works. Mm-hmm. Like there's that point when he's about to kill Danny Trejo and Danny Trejo is like, it's like, I was good to you, Mikey. It's like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, it's like, they don't have that. Like that's not a thing that exists to them. Like they don't have that empathy. So it's like, hypothetically, if you decided to go that route, I was like, you could very easily just have like the granddaughter take out, Jamie Lee Curtis and have it be her franchise and if it works it's a franchise if it doesn't yeah. it's like the other ones we abandoned <laughs> like... yeah, just, just fail just fail I mean might as well so it's like we'll see I mean that was that was my takeaway was I was like if there is a way to bring Michael Myers back I'm sure they will but I was like it would not surprise me and it wouldn't bother me because it's just like um also like uh going back to Friday 13th um you've obviously seen Friday 13th part for Five and six, right? Those are the ones where, or not all of them, but that's where he has uh, his heart is him. No, that's that's just one movie. That's that's which one's that? uh, that's the final Friday. That's yeah, Jason that's Goes the Down. dumbest thing I've ever seen. That's awful. Yeah, no, right. uh, four is the one. It's that's the one they 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 kill uh, Jason, where basically um, to kill him, Corey Feldman's character Tommy Jarvis basically becomes him. Like he like tries to make himself look like Jason, and he takes him down. And basically takes him aback. That's basically how he beats him because Jason's fucked in the head anyway. Yeah. Um, and then like the last shot of the movie is him hugging his sister, but you see like the dead eyes. So it's like, oh shit, they're gonna go with Tommy Jarvis in the future. Mm-hmm. And then five, they kind of picked that up a little bit, but then at the same time, everybody, myself included, hates five because of the blue balls you get from watching the entire movie. And then finding out that it's not Jason, it's a fucking copycat killer. Uh-huh. Because clearly they were just like trying to transition to Tommy Jarvis. But like, I think in that moment, Paramount realized people do not people will not accept anyone but Jason. Yeah. So it's like, so they, they, they make a hard left turn with six, where he basically becomes like the Van Helsing of it, where basically he's like, I faced this motherfucker when I was 13. I thought I killed him. I'm killing him for good. Yeah. And then like digs him up, accidentally brings him back to life. Like it's a whole thing. Yeah. But I was like, that's another thing where it's like, they might be picking up something like that where it's like, 
you going through this experience, you either have the experience. Well, I mean, honestly, even if you don't turn her into like a like a Michael Myers esque figure, you could also turn her a Laurie esque figure. In the fact that like once she like has faced this, like what does that do to her psyche? Yeah. Does it make her snap and become Michael Myers, or does it make her snap and become a survivalist that will not ever be put in that position again? I do like the idea. Like that was the thing that I do think is cool about this was they like. They really kind of pushed the uh, like the feminism angle of it, yeah, which is interesting because despite horror always being like the whole like the the final girl thing, uh-huh. Uh-huh. it's not like a feminist like thing. It's basically just like it's a weird fucking trope that started with Halloween and just kind of get. I was gonna say up. someone did it once, it took off, and they were like, "Let's do this too." Like I said, they started with Black Christmas, but like. Um, but yeah, it was a kind of a because Halloween because like Black Christmas was the blueprint, but Halloween was the one that kind of every fucking thing followed, mm-hmm. and to the extent where people didn't even fully understand it, it seems like because I remember that was a thing that I had seen, um, like because if you my my favorite movie when I was a kid, the movie I was fucking obsessed with when I was like thirteen was Scream, mm-hmm. and I remember like there was the like the whole point in Scream when he explains the rules and everything, and it kind of brought into focus everything I had kind of come to up to that point of watching horror my whole life where it's like oh my god this shit does happen in every fucking horror movie yeah and it all goes back to halloween and the whole thing is john carpenter was like i wasn't doing any kind of like because people have read into it like this whole thing of like a parable of like she's the chaste like whatever and like they were all like, being punished for being sinners and blah blah he's like i had kids doing what kids do so like it was never like because these kids are drinking and fucking they're being murdered and because she doesn't she doesn't get murdered it was she basically like happens to be the one that can take him down just because she had it inside her like and also probably elements of like luck being in there as yeah, well yeah that's always <laughs> but um but yeah so it's like that's the whole thing is like i am curious like i don't necessarily think that was intended but i feel like this was definitely kind of intended to have like a kind of a feminist message which i don't have a problem with i'm like because yeah. that kind of does redeem a thing because that's i don't know that's my whole thing with the final girls in general is it's like if you do it in a feminist way it's cool but if you're doing it just for like the like because you feel like you have to then it's fucking weird yeah. <laughs> like like sydney prescott of the stream franchise is amazing because she's somebody who literally is strong and beats the myriad ghost faces that come after her with just being like she gets more and more steely like she's more and more like made of iron Mm -hmm. like whatever um whereas like in a lot of movies it's like the girls are biased because that's what you're supposed to do (laughs) like it's like there is so many movies i can point to where it's just like the only reason and the parodies pick on it too like cabin in the woods whole thing about her being the one that has to survive like they make fun of it well, that was the thing that we'd actually, I, I think I talked to you about before. I was like, the thing, I remember when I watched Kevin in the Woods, it was like a re- revelatory experience for me because they managed Joss Whedon and Drew Goddard to simultaneously celebrate and mock every element of the horror genre from top to bottom. And they managed to like, basically like an engine, like take it apart, like show you every part of it put it back together and make it run. Like it just like, it's just in many ways. And it's at like, the same time, cause when you're watching the horror stuff, when it doesn't cut away, you're watching a horror movie, like a good yeah. horror movie. And then it cuts yeah. away and you're like, Oh, that's right. This is, Oh, that's fun. And then it goes back to like, Oh, and you're watching yeah. it is great. 
Yeah, no, totally. That's why, it's, in a lot of ways, I think it's, like, it's almost like a perfect uh, horror movie in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, when I first watched it, it was like it knocked me on my ass. It was like when I, it was like when I first watched uh, Annihilation uh, last year, where it's like everybody else kind of this, like when the credits started rolling, everybody started leaving the theater, and I'm like, just like, I want to stand up and be like, do you people understand what we've just witnessed? Do you understand what just happened? Like, we were part of something. What the fuck is the matter with you? But I did because I'm not a crazy person. Yeah. Fifty-year-old like, Pat might do that once or twice, <laughs> but right now we got time. Well, no, just like I don't know. It's like I do realize that like things mean more, especially filmic things, to me than most people. But like, it is what it is. But no, like that's my thing with like also the, the thing with Halloween. Like there was some like there was something to be said in watching that with an audience. But it's like I did. Uh, I was really annoyed because there were some people who wouldn't shut the fuck up and annoy that one. I almost fucking murdered them. Um, I was like, this would be like a Scream 2 scenario, motherfuckers. <laughs> like, I was just like, um, but, um, but there was like this uh, black couple that was at the end of the aisle that like, it was the perfect fucking thing. It was like seeing a movie in like Times Square in the 80s, 70s, whatever, where it's like, um, when the granddaughter uh, like runs into the woods, they're like, what are you doing? We're into the woods? <laughs> I'm just like, and I was like, that's perfect. That, made, yeah. that, that that enhanced my enjoyment so much. That's the right kind of commentary. Exactly. So it's like, I mean, and I've watched it at home since, and I do, I, again, it's like, I, my brother, literally, because he had texted me uh, the night that I watched it, and he was like, how was it? And I was like, I liked it. I was like, but I don't think it's as good as H2O. Like, I was like, it's my second favorite Halloween sequel, but I don't think it's as good as H2O. And then um, he had texted me like a week later, because I guess he had gone. And he was like, you really buried the fucking lead on that movie and how good it was. I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, that's the best fucking Halloween movie since the first one. I was like, I don't think you're correct, but rock on. As long as he doesn't call it better than the first one, I'm fine. I mean, he's a a horror geek too, so I'm like, it's fine. I was just like, I don't, I feel like I have, also at the same time, like the whole thing with H2O was like, H2O came out like when I was like, I first saw Halloween when I think I was going to say, like, I want to say, like, it was probably around the time that I, like, was obsessed with Scream. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I watched it probably when I was, like, 12 or 13, whenever, and I watched it a bunch of times. Um, so, like, when I was, like, I didn't, I mean, I, I, I vaguely knew about the sequels, but, like, I didn't really, like, care. Um, and then I heard about H2O coming out. And it was like, oh my god, they're doing like a, like a true sequel, like that's fucking amazing. And like, and I watched it, and I saw it in the theater with my friends, and like, my mom had to like, literally, basically, like, have like a ten minute conversation with the theater manager to let us in because we were so <laughs> young. And she was just like, uh, I, I want to buy three ticket, three children's tickets to a hollow, um, to a Halloween show. Like, well, then you go to accompany them. And she's like. I don't want to see this movie. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> he's like, I'm giving them permission to go. Like, just let, like, like I was just like, I'm buying the tickets. Just let them in the theater. Let them watch the movie. I'm going to go shop for an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, and they ended up letting us in and watching it. But I was like, it was fucking amazing. Cause I was like, it was a perfect movie for me. And then like, I've still held on to it. And every like year, or at least every couple of years, cause I watch Halloween every year on oh, Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. Although this year, oh no, always on Halloween. Although this year I watched it, I don't know any fucking times because the 4K also came out this year. Oh, so yeah. like I ended up watching the 4K when it first came out, which I think was in like September. And then like uh, I watched it again the night before I watched 
this Halloween. Mm -hmm. And then I watched it again on Halloween. So I'm like, like, at the time of it, I was just like, I'm kind of good at Halloween for a little while. Like, I was just like, I love this movie, but I'm good for a minute. And then, like, so, like, um, but then, like, the the new one came out, and I was like, I'm going to revisit this shit. Because uh, I got the 4K Blu-ray, and I was just, like, watching it in a vacuum, I was just like, I still think it's the second best uh, of those movies. I definitely think it managed to do what Rob Zombie failed spectacularly in, in making an actual scary film. Like, I was like, if anyone is actually frightened by Halloween, like the uh, like the Rob Zombie Halloween, I feel like they had to have seen it at, like, such a young age, or they just had the really low tolerance for Yeah, like, they just might horror. not be horror fans at all. Because, like, it literally... And as I said, like, it was, like, literally, when they try to get in suspense, it doesn't work because it just... It's paced so poorly. Yeah. Like, and I remember that thing. Was like, I remember when I first saw... House of Thousand Corpses, I was like, this is fine. I watched it again. It is not fine. But um, <laughs> I watched uh, Devil's Rejects, and I fucking loved it. I watched that movie, like, a ton of times. And I was like, so I was actually really excited when they're, like, it was like, Rob Zombie's doing Halloween. I fucking love Halloween. I fucking love this Rob Zombie movie that just came out. So fuck yes. And I was like, nope, that movie was good by accident, I think. Like, because I was like. He stumbled. Now, Has he even done anything else other than those? Like, Oh, no, he's done tons of shit. He did, like, Lords of Salem and 31. All of it crap. All the utter crap. Like, I, which is, I, it kind of hurts me to say because um, I remember, um, I can't remember what year it was, but it was like it was pretty soon after I moved here, um, he and Marilyn Manson were playing Quince mm-hmm. uh, Civic Center. And my brother was like, Do you want to see Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson? I'm like, I want to see Marilyn Manson. Um, so we went. And Marilyn Manson was so fucking boring. Like, cause he was just like, he clearly did not want to be there. Yeah. So like he, if you're bored, if you're, then you're fucking boring. So I was like, this sucks. Like this was a waste of money. And then uh, zombie came out and rocked the fucking joy. I was just like, I haven't cared about a record that dude has made in like at least a decade, mm-hmm. but holy shit, that was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, now it's hard for me to say bad things about Rob Zombie. Cause I'm like, you entertained me when Marilyn Manson refused to. So like, <laughs> God bless you. But, like, I still think your film work is <laughs> yeah, just... Leaves a lot to be desired. Like, I remember... I know, I know people who like Lords of Salem, and I'm like, you are wrong. Like, it's like it's hard to say like an opinion can be wrong, but holy fuck, that movie is awful. In like, this case, I'm going to say it. I can't remember what platform it's on, but I was like, honestly, if you can make it through more than half of that fucking movie, good for you. Because, like, literally, I watched the whole thing with my friend Christy Biasi one time in his tattoo shop. He liked it. I wanted to fucking kill myself. So it's like, I just, I don't get it. I feel like he does have, like, a niche audience that, like, will watch whatever and like all of his shit. I am not one of those people. Um, But this, again, it's like, this is almost like probably the best movie David Gordon Green has made since Pineapple Express, which is cool. Because David Gordon Green was once one of my favorite, like, up-and-coming indie filmmakers. Mm-hmm. And then things went awry. Does he ever and actor that... anything, or is he just a filmmaker? He's just a filmmaker. Okay. Um, but, like, I feel like he's actually better at genre films than he ever was at indie. Even though I do love his indie work. But, like, Pineapple Express, I think, is spectacular. And yeah. this, I think, is spectacular. I was like, you're really good at genre shit. Because you tried to come back last year and do your indie shit again. You don't have that skill set anymore. So, like, I need you, you to You lost it, man. You lost it. <laughs> <laughs> like just do this because like this i thought was legitimately like scary like i was like i get your like thing but like, again my thing was like to look at it from a filmmaking level i don't really have a lot of issues with it like i i have 
if you'd pulled out the entire Doctor character, I think it'd be a much better movie. Yes, agreed. Um, and again, I don't really think you need... I think there's a more elegant way to do exposition okay. than this two random British people that just need to explain everything to people that have not seen the previous They're here films. for a podcast just to walk their way through who Michael Myers is as a person. They give him the mask and they're gone. Yeah, and, and, and to pad the body count. But I was like... I know, that was the other thing that I kind of giggled about was they, they accentuated hard how it was five people who died in the first time Mike Myers went out and, and murdered everyone. He hits five deaths a minute after he gets off that bus. I mean, he oh, yeah. he hits... In this movie, you have the dad, the son, uh, the cop. Then you have the two guys at the gas station. Then you have the two podcasters. Before he as before he even gets his mask, you're at seven, at least. Oh, no, that, that's the whole thing. Is like, I do, um, I will say, like, that's... It's the thing I mentioned before with... Um, uh, what the fuck is it called? Live for your die hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when like, I was in the theater with my brother... Uh, watching that when it first came out. And there's the moment where uh, John McClane picks up the F-22 Raptor. Yeah. And I literally was just like, I call bullshit. <laughs> I was like, I get that every action movie has to not only top the previous entries, mm-hmm. but also every action movie that has come before that. I get that. But holy shit. <laughs> there is limits to my suspension of disbelief. Like, they're pretty fucking... That's the one where he jumps the motorcycle far. into it, right? Oh, no, not a motorcycle. He, like, he has a whole fucking, like... Uh, where he's in a fucking, um, not like a tanker, like a, like a semi. Yeah. And like the F-22 is trying to take him out. And he's like, and he's like sliding. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, what the what fuck John is did? happening? Um, so that was kind of my whole thing. It was like, um, it's the whole thing with horror in general. It's like, if you watch the, yeah, there's like four or five deaths in the first one. The first Nightmare on Elm Street movie, there's only like a handful of deaths. Yeah. Like all of them. They always like, it was like, whatever. And then it's like, again, like going back to Scream, like Scream 2, they explain the rules of the sequel. We're just like, more blood, more gore, carnage candy. Like, it's like, you get to get a higher body count. And that's the thing is like, so this Halloween movie is definitely like its own thing, but it's also, it has to live up to not only every Halloween sequel, but every horror movie that's come out in the 40 years since. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Honestly, they were almost showing restraint, like, but not because like that was my, my, one of my favorite parts of uh, Freddy vs. Jason, is because because of how ridiculous it is. Is there's the point in Freddy vs. Jason where he um, is basically like Jason's let loose on that uh, rave, and I literally counted once because I was bored. <laughs> it is in life, and I was just like, I'm gonna put on that scene, and he literally kills. I think, like, 20 people in that scene alone. And I was just like, this is fucking amazing. Like, it's just, like, literally just a fucking force of destruction. He just walks through and murders them. Just mowing motherfuckers down. Like, everybody that's in his his general vicinity, just if you're between arm's length and machete length away, Mm -hmm. you're dead. That's just the way it's going to be. I did like that they didn't. So I will give it its credit. So I, 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 like I said earlier, I didn't love that murder scene. I did like that they didn't drag any of it out. Like, you know how that c- could be a trope in a, in a lot of horror movies? It's like, the kills get more and more creative, like you were saying, or the villain or the villains, the victims get more and more, like, lucky slash unlucky. In this, like, for example, the scene you talked about earlier, I thought was perfect. He just walks up to the window, you see the reflection of the glass, uh, and then he turns, and there's a woman in there talking on the phone, so he's like, oh, do-do-do-do-do, I'm gonna walk around, <laughs> walks in, and it's not like this 
Because you could do this in, in a way of the camera stays in the glass and she's running and screaming and knocking stuff over. No, he grabs her by the back of the head, put like knocks her out, and then knife through the throat. Done. All right, count it. Doesn't worry about... Because that could have been overplayed and it was short, simple. With the hammer scene was the exact same thing. Yeah, Ryan's that whole hammer, sequence was Walter around the corner. One, two, three, count it. I, I did like that. Yeah, that, that whole sequence. Like again, like I feel like the second act is like probably the best horror second oh. act I've seen and I can't remember how long. But and go the ahead. The fact that they didn't show that Stoner kid fight him, what perfect. I thought they were gonna show because he grabs you hear you know she's dead and everyone knows she's dead, and they have to do the like boyfriend gonna save the day. They could have very easily gone resurrection where he does the Remember, I think it's like the black guy does like the knife back and forth, and he's like, I'm going to get you with my... They could have done that, and instead, they just let the camera go somewhere else, and you come back, and he's pinned to the wall with a knife through his stuff. That's perfect. I was very pleased with that. Which is only a bummer, because um, that actor, mm -hmm. I actually think is really... Because um, he, he was in uh, Cockblockers, um, and... Which actually, I didn't recognize him, but the first, like... I want to say the first half an hour of this movie. It wasn't until, like, right before he died that I was like, holy shit, that's the guy from that movie. Yeah. Um, which I found out later, he's Tim Robbins and Susan Sarandon's daughter, or son. Huh. I was like, I would not have called that, but I can see it now because he's a very pretty man. Cool. Um, but, like, but, yeah, no, I think he's an interesting actress. I was kind of bummed that he just kind of, like, well, yeah. he didn't get a cool death scene. He's just, he's just <laughs> down. <laughs> he gets a decent death, but, yeah, no scene. Um, but, yeah, no, again, like, I feel like the middle, like, the meat of that movie mm -hmm. Basically, until Michael gets hit by the car, they even had get, even part getting and hit by the car was fine. It's it's literally just the doctor that ruined it for me. That's the thing. That, 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 it, it fucked me up. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But like, as soon as he got hit by the car, like I was just like, well, he's sixty something years old. That's a dead man. You, <laughs> yeah, you just yeah. you you killed that man. Yeah. And then like they were like, then it was like he was still alive. I'm like, I have my doubts. <laughs> like, yeah. and then it's the like he's full strength after that. I'm like. So well, he didn't only get hit by the car. Lori shot him in the chest or the yeah. shoulder or whatever. Yeah, he got but a still, good. A sixty-something-year-old man getting hit by a car alone is enough that I'm like, yeah, yeah, he, he, he's done. <laughs> that's that's the end of that guy. That's like, um, the the last thing I'll I'll say about uh, your potential remake uh, and about the movie in general was, if they do make the granddaughter the Michael, which I'm actually kind of on board with now, the way you sold it. I, I would like it. Do not do it in a way that is like um, copycat killer, like you were saying. Do not do it in that, I saw Michael do this, now I messed up and I'm going to do it. Do it in a way that I saw Michael do, do this and now this is all I can do. Do, do it in a like, because I can foresee that being some sort of conversation, take the mask off, still kill people, sort of like bullshit played up way nope she doesn't speak ever again it's death in her eyes from here on out and she murders until she's murdered if it's that way i'm good otherwise i'll be really let down i mean we'll see what happens i mean i do think the thing i do think they actually did really well with this movie was the mask was close enough to like the original mask that i wasn't because that was the thing is like I, I can't remember what i think it was 80s all over podcast that i've been listening to where like they had mentioned because um, I think they were reviewing one of the other ones, mm -hmm. and they were like, they got it so right the first time they could never get it again. Yeah. Because the whole reason it happened was literally because Tommy Lee Wallace was sent by John Carpenter to go find a mask for the killer to wear. Mm -hmm. He came back with a clown mask 
and a William Shatner Star Trek mask. <laughs> they didn't want to use the cloud mask, which I guess they probably used for kid. And I'm assuming the same mask they used for Kid Michael. Uh-huh. But um, but they were like, "Well, do something with this." So what he does is he fucking changes the hair color, took off the eyebrows, spray painted it white, and then you accidentally got the most fucking terrifying yeah. like visage ever because it's just like it's like the thing people have said before, which I don't. I don't know how to like even put it into words because it's just like everybody's like saying that you project whatever you want on that. And I'm like, but it's, it's for me, it's the opposite. It's like you've somehow accidentally managed to tap into exactly what scares me without even me knowing that was what scared me. Yeah. <laughs> like it was just like you've given me. It's like when I saw Paranormal Activity, it fucked me up hard because it was like, hey Pat, what are you afraid of? Demons? Well, <laughs> it's like. Previous movies with demons didn't really scare you because you actually you saw them and they didn't scare you, right? We're not going to show you this time, and it's just like, oh no! It's <laughs> kind of like the stumbling uh, into the scariest like underwater creature in Jaws. It's like Bruce was going to be shown over yeah. and over and over, and it's like, oh shit, we broke the animatronic. We'll make it work. Uh, just don't show him at all, and and you just stumble into something freaking yeah. wonderful. And it's also like the thing with um, I can't remember. It was, like, the whole, um, it's just, like, because you mentioned, like, the Jaws thing. It's just, like, I don't know. It's The, the Jaws thing basically forced Spielberg to become Spielberg kind of on the spot. Yeah. Where it's, like, be become the greatest director of all time. Where yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, make something with nothing. Um, but, like, I don't know. It's, like, the whole thing with, like, Paranormal was, because, like, when I saw um, As Above, So Below, my friend, uh, well, yeah, our friend Josh from Health Living back in the day. Um, I love Josh. I wonder what he's up to. Yeah, me too. Um, I went with him. Um, we went to uh, see it in BTX one night because his boyfriend was the manager, so he let us in. Yeah. And when they first go like down, I'm like, I'm I haven't I, I became claustrophobic when I moved here because one time in Justin's truck. So, like, as soon as I get down, I'm, like, further and further into the catacombs. I'm, like, oh, no, I don't like this at all. Of what movie? And, uh, As Above, So Below. Okay, never seen it. Anyways. Um, and then when I see they're getting into the gateway to hell, I'm literally, like, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm rocking back and forth <laughs> with Josh. I'm, like, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. And he's, like, we can leave. I'm, like, I will not be beaten by a movie. Fuck you. No. <laughs> and then, like, as soon as they get into hell, it's not how I picture hell. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, this is fine. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's, and at that point, it just it's it's it kills the fear. Yeah. Same thing with uh, the, the paranormal thing, where it's like, well, you never actually show me the demon. It's so much worse because my brain is imagining the worst case scenario for me. Yeah, not yeah. necessarily like whatever. So it's kind of thing with Michael Myers, where it's just like, Jason doesn't scare me because Jason's almost like heroic to me in a way like it's like you made him kind of the hero of that franchise to a large extent sure. like i grew up with him as basically like kind of like a punisher-esque figure which is yeah, like yeah. Yeah, he kills people but it's a delight let's be honest where it's like and then like freddy doesn't scare me but like michael myers it's just this fucking thing where it's like as soon as i saw it it just kind of encapsulated everything i was ever afraid of well like you said until they explained it or tried to explain it the fact that he's nothing makes him anything like, yeah, the fact exactly. that there is nothing behind those eyes, you can put whatever you want there. He's mad at this. He was tortured this way. He's literally just a killer. Or whatever. It, it, it's completely up to you to just, well, scare your own ass off. Which I do. 
on the. Regular. I will say I do kind of like the uh, Apex Predator idea more than like because I remember the like, the whole thing with John Carpenter talking about um, the whole reason that Lori became his sister was because he like took the substantial payment payment to like write Halloween too. They were like, we need another one, and he's like, okay, and they gave him a shitload of money, and he's like, every night I would sit with a six pack of beer next to my tire, and I'm like how the fuck do I make another one of these? <laughs> and then, like, he's, like, after a handful of beers, like, I know, it's his sister. <laughs> and, like, and then you have a whole franchise from Eureka! And you toss it. Which, which is fine, because it led to H2O, which I fucking love. Yes. But at the same time, I do Did also Arthur like this... H2O? No. The, he actually... Uh, Demon Lee Curtis tried to talk him into doing it, and he agreed to... But he told Mustafa Akkad, who was the previous uh, producer, that he wanted $10 million to direct it. <laughs> and what, he like was a $50 like, million dollar budget? Yeah, I don't think it was that much, honestly. Yeah. Um, and he was like, well, I don't know any different ways I can tell you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> so it's just like, so he's like, well, I guess I'm not doing it then. Yeah. Um, so he kind of stayed on as like, kind of, it just kind of like gave it his blessing. Yeah. This one was like, again, kind of the same situation where it's just like, I think, I don't think that he actually had an involvement other than like looking at David Gordon Green's script and, and Danny Rod's script and probably being like maybe nip and tuck here and there. But like in the end, it's their thing. And that's, you know, and that's fine. Like it was just like, I do think that's the thing about the original Halloween that we've talked about before where it's a masterpiece by a master like it's like i don't think carpenter gives gets enough credit for how fucking good he is because in the 80s there was very few you could touch that motherfucker like in the 70s for that matter well, he's made two of the greatest horror movies ever just bar none he's made the thing and he's made halloween yeah. even if he never made another movie he made two of oh, the yeah. greatest horror movies ever but he's also made so many other masterpieces. like he's almost like the kurosawa of this fucking generation he gets no respect mm. so it's like he's Roger dangerfield i get it <laughs> gets no the respect. Is, the fact that this one is kind of very, very much paying tribute to him, mm. but at the same time doing its own thing, I think is what makes it probably the best, the second best sequel, but also kind of the truest to like what he did. Yeah, it definitely made me feel the most like the original than any of the other ones did. I will give it that. So yeah. I was so so on it. You've sold you've sold me on a few things, um, but. It was the very first one where I didn't feel... I felt like I was watching the first one updated. Not rebooted, but updated. Um, whereas all the other ones, I was like, okay, someone's doing something with this. All right, cool. Well, at the same time, the thing with the originals, the original sequels was... It's actually kind of... It's actually really fascinating to watch if you watch that uh, series again. Is they are literally every fucking era... Mm-hmm. Giving you a snapshot of that era, which is fucking insane. Like the seventies, like the seventies output, like it's that that movie defined mm-hmm. literally an entire genre. Mm-hmm. And then the eighties one, like it's like the H two O, which is kind of a, it's kind of, it's kind of got one foot in the last movie and then one foot of what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Four is full blown, like it's doing a standard slasher movie. Mm-hmm. And then as it gets on, it gets more nineties. Mm-hmm. Then you see, like, in, like, the later 90s, and you do, like, H2O, it, like, feels more like Scream. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's very much, like, it's a, it's a fascinating franchise because it's, like, you actually see them adjusting it to fit the time, mm-hmm. whereas every other franchise, they just kind of gave up at a certain point. Yeah. They were, like, 
people don't care. We're not going to keep making these. Man. Whereas, like, apparently the Akkads were like, no, no, no. These cost nothing to make. We make shit tons of money in return. We're going to make these until we are dead. It's and then pure Musa profit. I was saying, then Mustafa Akkad died, and Malik Akkad kept making them, and he will keep <laughs> making them until he is dead. Well, that's the whole thing with horror in general. I think I've said before, like, I remember when they did, uh, it was like one of the latter Saw movies, one of my friends was like, why are they keep making these? I'm like, because they cost nothing and make, sh like, okay, let's say this costs $5 million to make. And it makes, even let's say like a small amount would be like, let's say it makes 30 or 40 million. You've still made six times what you spent on that fucking movie. And that's why only from, and, and that's only from, uh, uh, box office. Those kind yeah. of horror movies make a lot more in merchandising than a lot of other yeah. stuff, and they're going to pull in especially and like, that. Especially Jigsaw, because Jigsaw became iconic. Yeah. So it's like that's the whole thing is like I'm like that's why horror will always be. That's why I think Jason Blum, who produced this, is it's not that he's brilliant. He just kind of tapped into the same thing that Kevin Feige did when he started the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Was he's like, if I don't spend a lot of money, but this movie makes a lot of money, then I will have a lot of money. And I can make, like, ten other movies. Yeah. So it's like, now you end up with, like, the Marvel Universe where it's, like, it's backed by Disney. So, and plus they've already made a shit ton of money. Yeah. So you can make Infinity War, which is, by all accounts, the most expensive movie ever made. Mm -hmm. But Iron Man was, like, the cheapest superhero movie ever, ever yeah. made. Like, it was, like, in every Blumhouse movie, it's, like, they spend tiny amounts of money so that if it becomes a hit, cool. If it doesn't become a hit, who gives a shit? I still probably made my money back, like, and at, plus at the very least, yeah. yeah. Like, even if even it's a massive flop, it still yeah. makes your money. Exactly. So it's like I do think that's the thing about Jason Blum that I do think I don't, I don't think he gets enough credit is like it was kind of. I, mean, I, I guess it's something like it's. It's. I mean, it's even like like um like if you will like it's like Vincent Man with WWE or WWF back in the day. We're just like it's a really simple idea of just like. Well, if I just combined every territory, like all the best people from every territory, and basically made a United States wrestling organization, that could probably be pretty successful, couldn't it? Like, and it's such a fucking no-brainer, yeah. but it took somebody to see it. It's kind of the same thing, where it's just like, I feel like dudes, it's better that you have these kind of things, other than like when it's like studios, like a thing I thought was like, Speaking of like Drew Goddard and Kevin in the Woods, think about like I like Bad Times at El Royale a lot, mm -hmm. but I was like, I don't know why they spent so much money on the movie because no one was going to see that but me and like other movie geeks. Like yeah. it was like, so why have? And I love these actors, but like why have Jeff Bridges and John Hamm and like blah blah? Like that's just going to make the money go up, and this isn't going to make any money back. Like <laughs> I was like, because this movie, if you spend like fifty million on it. It's not gonna make that. It's gonna make like twenty million, and you're gonna you have lost money, and now Drew Goddard is fucked. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you pull like a Jason Blum, and you're like, "Hey, let's make this movie for ten million dollars with people who don't know who the fuck they are." Hey, look, we've made more money back, and I can make another movie. That's a smart play, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes uh, people get caught up in the shiny objects trying to pull big things. I guess. But all right, let's wrap this up. Yes. All things considered. I think it is the best horror movie I've seen that's not Get Out in the past few years. <laughs> um, that's not Get Out because modern horror movies, in as a whole, have not. I mean, did you see? Me. Did you see A Quiet Place? Uh, I did, and I actually like this more than A Quiet Place. I had. I'm not saying I. I don't know. I'm not saying I don't like 
this i mean i think they're comparable but i'm just yeah. saying like i was like i don't know that it's i, I would just really be like Place, and i know people loved it and i i did enjoy the f out of it but um I, it wasn't did you see don't breathe i did not see that i don't know what that that's is. really good too um yeah. it's the same guy who directed um the evil dead remake did it it's oh, it's okay. really good um, which um, we're actually going to get around to watching the Evil Dead remake sometime soon, but I really enjoyed it. And as far as Halloween goes, it was it was it had its moments I hated, but I'd say half of them were righted today. So it only had a little bit that I hated, uh, not enough to say not to watch it. It was great. Oh was no! Great. Well, yeah, I mean the first was a perfect film. Like yes, obviously you can't like, get around it. Exactly. It's like I was like, there's very few perfect films. That is a perfect film. Yeah. So it's like, can I hear? Who, ah, fuck. There's somebody I was talking to the other day. They were like, Oh no, it was you. When you like, uh, you said Spider Verse was a perfect. Into the Spider Verse was flawless to me. It was. I, I'm not, I, again, I'm not saying I don't. I love that movie. Don't get me wrong. But I was like, for me to get like to call something a perfect film takes a fuck of a lot. Yeah. I was like, the one of the few that I would say is like a perfect film is the original Halloween. Yeah, I'll give it that as well. If I really like sat down and think about it, there's only like four or five movies I would give it that and. Halloween definitely checks that Well, I think there isn't a lot of perfect films. <laughs> like, Actually, if I really, the... like, really, really thought about it, almost all of my quote-unquote perfect films would be horror movies. I mean, in fairness, that's that's a genre that is hard to nail, but if you do it well, mm-hmm. it's, it's easier than people think to make a masterpiece. Like, yeah. if you really go through it, like, Texting a Massacre, I think is a masterpiece. Nightmare on Elm Street, I think is a masterpiece. Like, yeah. there, there's, there is a lot of horror masterpieces. The Thing is a masterpiece. Like, yeah. there's a lot of fucking horror masterpieces and people just don't, like, let the right one in. Like, there's a lot of fucking horror masterpieces. Man, that's people... something I'm gonna do now. You just inspired me. I'm gonna think up my list of perfect movies. Not necessarily my favorite movies, although yeah. one of them will be on there. Um, I'm gonna do that. That sounds like a really good time. I'm not going to give any spoilers here. Uh, otherwise, any final thoughts? No, I'm good. Watch the damn movie. Uh, yes. This has been Men of the Machine. I'm Kevin. I'm Pat. Thanks for listening. Oh, mother lover. I did not hit stop record. I'm leaving <laughs> that in the podcast. I don't even care. I was busy dreaming about taking you apart. And as you can see, Over here we have the man of the machine.